Poker, Yards, or Garden, and the Secret Santa debacle of 2015. You know that's right. This podcast is coming your way right now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to episode 14 of I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, and with me, as always, riding shotgun to the blueberry, is my partner in crime, Smoked Gouda. <laughs> That's great. I love Gouda. Good. <laughs> How's it going? It's great. That's actually, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but that's a great How I Met Your Mother reference, too. Uh, Ted, look alive. Baby Gouda's on the way. That's and right. one of my favorite episodes, I believe it's The Burning Beekeeper. In the last season, the, like probably the only good, maybe it was the second or last season, but one of the only good like late season episodes by them. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that show very much when it was going. And it's one that I found I haven't been able to go back to the well to because it, I, for some reason... It just doesn't age well for me. I think the character mm. of Barney got you know, very repetitive and Mosby is Mosby. And for me, the charm was always Marshall and Lily. But that show, I think, just went on a season too long. And I think that's probably what happened was, like, I got, like, tired of that final season. Like, they should have, like, wrapped it up, I think. If they had wrapped it up a season earlier and had planted the seeds of who the mother actually was a little bit sooner, it would have been a better show. But that's a different podcast, my friend. <laughs> For another day, maybe that'll be our third show, right? The, 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 well, what we got, we got TRDL. We've got, uh, we we've got, you know, I've heard it both ways. Rizzoli and Isles. Oh, that's the next one, though. That's right, the next burn one. notice. <laughs> uh, Franklin Suits. and Bash sirens. Sirens. Si- si- like- Jordan. I can actually do a. <laughs> we could probably do a side sirens one. I think there was only like fourteen episodes total. Yeah, such a great show, man. Oh, that's phenomenal. a bummer they didn't they didn't keep that one going because that was just that was fantastic, but. We, we digress. How are you doing, Billy? Uh, pretty fantastic. Just got the haircut. But the webcam, uh, for those of you who are watching right now, not working. So that stinks. You don't get to see me in crisp HD. I'm like 720p here on the uh, new laptop. So at least it's a new laptop. Figured out the microphone right before we got started because then it would have been real bad audio too. So <laughs> we're cruising along though. We're cruising along. Hair's looking sharp for those listening at home and can't see. Real crisp. Doc is in desperate need of a haircut. I look like a, a, a shaggy dog. I am <laughs> I, I am in desperate need. It's like down, like I can bring my hair down to my nose now. Oh, nice. I like and that I, look. I have to wear a hat constantly now because the hair's just in my fucking face. It's it's driving me uh it's driving me bad shit. But speaking uh, of hair though, let's get right into the process. Starts with the holler, ends with the cream skull, and then there's a Thundercats ho oh. in the middle. And we start this one with good. Henry Hare in the flashback. Great, great Henry Hare, and I love this cold open. It's uh, it's Sean in the police station, uh, waiting for Henry. But but before you see Sean, you just you just see a bunch of the cops and they're and and they're sweating. You know they they got their poker faces on, and then it pans around to Sean. He calls all their bluffs, smokes them all in a hand of poker. And I love one of the guys like, why, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> this happens every time. And then Henry walks in, and he is fucking pissed, you know, because he's he sees us, you know, he thinks the cops are hustling his son playing poker. That's the it's the opposite. Poker, Sean. Poker, yeah, a little Lady Gaga moment here. The poker yep. face. I just do love. It's not the greatest cinematic show that's ever been done, right? It's it's a yeah. USA show. It's low budget, especially in the first season. They kind of pick up the the production value with the quality of everything. But I do just love the, it's almost like the, that 70 show whip pan around yeah. and then they get to the Sean and obviously he's not tall enough to fill the frame. So they do the little yep. to bring it down to his eye level. And then you get the moment with him and Henry. And again, you know, sometimes we talk about Sean being too over the top. This is Henry being just way over the top here. Way over the top. It was actually a good dad moment because mm-hmm. there's, you, you, there's a moment where he's he's pissed off, right? And he's yelling at him, and then he you know asks him, you know, you know, how often does he lose? And he's like, Well, I don't know, I haven't lost yet. And there's actually this look of slight pride on Henry's face. And then you know he's you know great shot of him, you know, just pulling the money out of his pockets, out of his mm-hmm. socks, you know. And he's got this big wad of money, and then, little kid money all crumpled up. Yeah, but it was it was a, it was a semi great te- a good teachable moment here because you know he tells him you know. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should. Mm-hmm. And and then this is, you know, 
it was a good lesson, but then Henry does what Henry does, takes it all over the top, and he takes all of Sean's money and he puts it back in the cop donation box, you know, uh, or whatever. Uh, he should have at least let Sean, you know, keep a five piece, you know. Yeah, keep a Finsky. You know, uh, he, yeah. he he won it fair and square from these morons. Uh, <laughs> Acing sounds like he was the chief among them. But also, <laughs> Henry imparts some wisdom that we don't see uh, heeded later in the show where he says the house always wins. And we this episode ends, you know, no spoilers here. It's you know, 10 yeah. years old plus. And if you're watching this, you like the show. Um, so Sean wins the tournament and, you know, they give him some money and then he puts it all in black and the house always wins. Always bet black. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Always bet black. Yeah. So that that was great. We'll, we'll we'll circle back to that when we get there. But that was that was <laughs> that was a great little. Not all of the end scenes are great, and I usually start you know brush them off. But this one was particularly good. Quick uh, little quick little side story at my my bachelor party. We were all checking in, and I actually had a bunch of the reservations under my name. So a bunch of my buddies in Vegas flocked to the roulette tables. Some put money on black, and then some people to be a dick put money on red. Guess what came up? Red. No, double zero. Oh. <laughs> Green. Oh, <laughs> Everyone lost. Awesome. And I was oh, the only one who didn't lose money because I was the only one checking in. Oh, I see. I'm I'm too much of a uh, of a of a Sally to to really bet. Like roulette just seems like a fun game because I feel like I could like just bet small potatoes and kind of be there all night and kind of mm. enjoy myself. Uh, the one time I went to a casino and played blackjack, I lost $150 in about two minutes. Oh, yeah. And that was the last time uh, I've ever played blackjack. Like, I won't play, like, poker. Like, I think we'll be playing tomorrow night. Like, that, you know, if I lose my money, but I get, like, an hour, hour and a half out of it, okay, that was that was money well spent. But doing doing what Sean does at the end there or just the oh, – I can't. I can't do it. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. I usually bring about 300 to play uh, blackjack. And, you know, I've paid for some Vegas trips. I've also, uh, you know, lost, you know, usually I'll get like three rolls of 300. So yeah. uh, if it's really bad in a Vegas trip, I might be down 900 bucks. But uh, again, we digress as we get into the actual present day, at least at the time of this case. And yeah, so it brings us. So we we so the, the the premise of the case for this particular episode is one of Henry's friends. He's a prominent local uh, car salesman, uh, Bill Peterson, and he goes to Henry because his son is missing. And so that's the premise of the case. You know, uh, Peterson doesn't want to go to the cops because you know he doesn't want to have his name kind of you know out there and, and there's some shady stuff going around. So he asks Henry for some help, and and Henry. Kind of, sort of vouches for Sean, but you know we we got we got to find out what's going on with his son. So the, the the episode, you know, after you know the cold open starts, you know, in the office, and this was a great scene, Billy. I, I absolutely because it's just it's Sean, yeah, uh, just kind of you know, uh, you, you you know, just kind of sitting around, and and they're doing the um the trash can hoops, and uh, Gus uh, says to Sean, he goes ten bucks, you can't make this shot. Like we've all done it, we've all been yeah, there. You're right? all mouth. Yeah, you're, you're all about. Because I can't take your money because I'll easily make the shot, you know. And therefore, you know, it's it's not fair. This is you're all mouth. And then Sean, you know, sinks the shot. And I love this. Gus is just like uh, uh, double or nothing trivia, history. And then Cleveland. Yeah, how do you do that? You know, like it, you didn't even you know, didn't even ask the question yet, and Sean already knew the answer. And uh, his answer to why he knows it yeah. is it's. Dude, it's the sweetness, it's which the they sweetness. use all the time. Like, dude, you give her the sweetness. You got to give her the sweetness. Always so the sweetness. that's another smaller running joke, but it comes up a little bit, especially early in the uh, in the in the running here of like the first few seasons. Yeah, and we're really starting to get a lot more of these, and we get a few of those in this episode. But she just, mm-hmm. just it's the sweetness, and then we get maybe one of the biggest Henry prick alerts uh, of the season so far. I like this because he's intentionally kind of just needling them. It's a, it's more of like a, I don't think it's being like a dick dick. I think it's more like being, you know, the first time your parents come over to your house and they're like, well, I'm going to not take my shoes off. I'm going to go take a long shower. I'm going to go do all the things you did when you were a kid. I think he's just kind of picking on the way Sean, you know, has the office. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just I don't. I hate this scene. I I mean I I mean, it, and it's intentionally that way, right? It's like. I, I hate it because it just to me it's just Henry being a a friggin' prick. 
Uh, but you know, but it's exactly what he does. He's like, you know, he's giving him a hard time about, you know, his uh, his license not being on the wall, you know, and and Gus, you know, says something, you know, about well, you know, psychics are exempt, right? And then he's like, oh, good, good for you finding a loophole. And he busts his nuts about the LED TV being in the wrong spot because the glare from the the sun will catch it, all that stuff, and so. He really is. I mean, he's he's needling, you know, uh, Sean. But you know, it's always a good way to, to you know get something you know from someone. You know, ask I, I, a favor for, <laughs> by being a fucking dick about it. Yeah, I just love when Sean goes, uh, Dad. I'm glad you took the long drive down here to uh, feng shui it up real sweet for us. But we actually have an eleven o'clock. Yeah, and it turns out that Henry is the eleven o'clock. Well, he's part of the eleven o'clock here, right? So this is where he tells Sean about his buddy Bill. Uh, his son's missing. Uh, he wants help, but he doesn't want to go to the cops. Uh, and I love this because he, you know, he, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, he pleads with Sean. You know, he's like, you know, listen, you know, I told him he should go to the cops, but I, you know, I vouched for you. You vouched for me. You vouched for me. Your dad crushing on me. Yeah, your dad crushing on me, right? And so now Henry, now he's needling him back, right? So there's that great back and forth there. And he tells, uh, he tells Sean, he goes. He goes now. Now, just promise me you're not going to do any of that psychic floppiness, you know. Yeah. And, and his he, delivery of that line, like uh, uh, floppiness, like he he portrays like the chemistry as we talked about I think last week between these two characters yeah. is already at you know sometimes the way they act is a little bit too much overacting, but I do love the back and forth chemistry between. Um, uh, uh, can I pull out their real names? Corbin Burdenson here, and uh, why don't I always forget uh, James? Roday, they have great on-screen chemistry, and it's you know the end of season one, and the show is going to go for another seven seasons of that. Yeah, I can't remember what episode one it, uh, it was. It was, um, but you know, you you really got the sense that they're they're father son. Like that's they like there's tension there. It's real. It's palpable, and they just they just nail it. You know, and and I, I love this. You know because. You know, he, he tells Sean not to, you know, do his, you know, excessive floppiness. And then for the, the entire rest of the episode, whenever Sean has an interaction uh, with Peterson, he is, I mean, we've seen over the top psychic visions, but this is on purpose and he nails it. It's just so mm -hmm. great. Because you see that look on Henry's face, like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, come on. And there was that, there was that one scene later on where, uh, you know, the chips, the chips. And he goes, <laughs> you know, and, and potato, and, potato. Yeah. Let's is, call the whole thing off. What is a potato? I, what is it? What does a poker chip taste like, Sean? You know, it tastes like butterflies. You know, <laughs> but he's just like he's calling Sean out. And Bill and, and Peterson's like, shut, Henry, shut up. Let the let the kid do his thing. You know, so that was sort of a a, a great dynamic. Uh, you know, throughout throughout the episode. Um, but he tell you know he he gives Sean a heads up so that he leaves out the back door because you know he doesn't want Bill to see it. Bill enters the office. And then Sean does, you know, because he already knows why he's there. He impresses Bill by knowing his name, knowing his profession, and knowing, you know, the nature of his visit. Yeah, and we so get all the info about the son here. The son messed up, lost all of his money, and now he's on the run. And Bill needs him to find his son so he doesn't have to go to the cops for it. So we get a nice little case here. Yeah. And it's not your typical, you know, huge murder or intrigue. And I think that's why this show is so strong. Because the case doesn't always need to be a home run to have a very good episode. And this, you know, it, it, the case is built nicely. There's some nice twists and turns. But it's just, you know, a run-of-the-mill missing kid, not really in that much trouble anyways, because it's his dad. He could just be like, ah, I don't care. We don't need to go to the police. So right. very good. Like, And that's what you can do when you've built your character so well, is you can have an episode really about nothing. Yeah, and then there's a lot of episodes throughout this series where it's not about a murder. Mm -hmm. 75 80% of the time it's about a murder, but you've got the one with John Cena. You've got the one uh, uh, with... Um, um, uh, Trubisky and and the female spy there, and so you got a lot of these good, like just good mysteries, and they're, they're not always murder mysteries. And this is this is one of the better ones, uh, you know they do. But you know the kid stole like thirty grand from him, right? Wrote mm -hmm. a false check. You know, he was fired, you know, because he was you know showing up late. He was lazy. He was doing all this thing, and, and then he's just gone missing. Um, and you know, so this is Peterson's doing his thing. And Henry had already planted the seed that he thinks that Peterson should just go to the cops. And so after Bill sort of, you know, gives him all the details, Gus goes, well, you know what, Mr. Peterson, this, this sounds really more like a case for the cops. And we get a great Sean moment here. 
Yep, uh, this is where Sean does not want him to go to the cops. He says, "We find his, we'll find your son. This is what we do." You know, Gus, don't be a gooey chocolate chip cookie. Which to me is the worst one of all of them because a gooey chocolate chip cookie is usually like, "Hey, Jules, don't be Canada. Don't be yeah. eleven. Uh, don't be a what is it? Uh, an eleven and a half pound Black Forest ham. It's usually <laughs> something you don't want to be. Don't be uh, yours, mine, and ours, or Leon from the Like a Prayer video. <laughs> all of those things. But a gooey chocolate chip cookie." Who doesn't want to be a gooey chocolate chip cookie? Yeah, that didn't. That one never made sense to me. I mean, it's a great turn of phrase, hmm? uh, but yeah, that's exactly what you want to be. You want to be a. You don't want to be a rabid wolverine, a traveling <laughs> wilbury, or you know whatever they are, right? Uh, but this is a. This is now a long running gag that happens uh, throughout the series. Um, <clears throat> so what what happens next is after this scene ends up, uh, we're at the police station and we get a great little sub story here in this episode. Oh. Uh, completely unrelated to the case, and it's great because it gives it some great character development, and it adds a little uh, a little extra levity to the show. It's not like it's a depressing or a heavy episode by any means, but it's just another little element. We get we get more of Jules's character. We learn a little bit more about Lassie, and we get maybe the best character of the episode, Lassie's mom. Oh. She yeah. is phenomenal. And we also get some good Chief Vic here. Yep. Every time I look at one of those psych pages or psych Instagram thing, people have a lot of love for Chief Vic, and this is a pretty good little acting job. She breaks out the prosthetic nose debacle. And <laughs> uh, that's another one that comes up like at least one more time, I believe, in the rollerblading episode where uh, she talks about the, the prosthetic nose debacle too. So yep. <laughs> the Secret Santa debacle, the prosthetic nose debacle. So anytime Lassie... And, like, it's just so great when she's, like, going around to everybody in the office. Like, he orders separate. He's a secretive guy. You know, O'Hara, I know you care about your partner, but you're on your own on this one. Yeah. Like, I love that he orders his food separately because he thinks he's going to be poisoned. Yeah, which is – and it's classic Lassie. So what Jules is trying to do here, right, she's – I guess it's Lassie's birthday, and she wants to throw him a surprise party. And, but she knows nothing about him because he, it's just not who Lassie is. So that's why she's talking to Chief Vic. And she's like, you, you know, your best. He doesn't like surprises. It's, you know, you know why we don't talk about the Secret Santa debacle of 2005, like you said. And uh, But Jules is hell-bent because that's that's her character, right? And and she's, she's loving even though her partner is cold and distant. You know, she she's <laughs> going to find a way to, to warm that heart. And so this is I, what I just love when she goes, well, we don't really talk. He listens and nods mostly. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll ask if we can ride in silence. Like it's right. just, yeah, yeah. it's just classic lassie stuff. Yeah, it's great. So that, so that sort of sets up what uh, happens. You know, we get a couple of uh, tie-ins to this and then uh, the show ends uh, w- w- with this, which, which is great. So after we get that little, that little cutscene there, uh, we get uh, Sean and Gus are going uh, to Brandon's apartment. Uh, but we found out from his dad that he had been evicted from his apartment. So Gus is like, what are we doing, you know, wasting our time here? And this is this is why I love Sean, because his character has just got so many, you know, layers to it. And he goes, well, Gus, you've obviously never been evicted before. And he was sort of telling Gus about the process of being evicted, where they keep your stuff for collateral, um, you know, you know, and they'll sell it at some sort of auction. So they, uh, Sean wants to go there so they can, uh, you know, inspect uh, his storage bin for clues. Yeah, and it's great turn of the entire series here because usually it's Sean who's clueless about the stuff that they're investigating, and he's just kind of reading people's reactions yeah. and oh, this doesn't fit here. This was what that this really means, and then Gus is the one dropping the knowledge about. You know, the Comic-Con stuff, any of the medical stuff. So Sean even says, no, now we're in my world, Gus. You've never been evicted. Like, when was the last time you were evicted from your apartment? Never. So now we've entered Sean's world. And now, finally, Sean can flex his expertise of being, you know, a destitute uh, guy who doesn't pay his own bills. Yeah. Uh, So it was great because it was a great little scene because we get another little thing that I love between these two uh, is the the tiny little uh, competitions they have. Right, you know, uh, you know, they, they they're always just you know competing with each other, and so it's like the storage bin. I mean, I've lived in my fair share of apartments. I've never seen like a a storage bin where it's just been chicken wire. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you can stuff. see your possessions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Sean takes a look at the lock. We get a clue here. 
Um, you know, the, the lock has been tampered with. Uh, like someone's been trying to, you know, jimmy it open, and then Sean's looking around. He notices that there's uh, that the chicken wire had been cut, so someone uh, was trying, you know, to get in there. Uh, and so <laughs> I love the back and forth between those two because, you know, the, they're they're trying to reach in, right? That little thing that just grab some you know mail or whatever they can kind of get their hands on to kind of look at for you know look for clues and and gus just kind of goes, oh let me do it my my reach is better and it's like wait a second when did, when do we have a reaching contest we both know my arms are more more sl- slender or slender slimmer slender? <laughs> and then yeah uh, he says his uh, biceps are too overdeveloped so we got little uh, burton biceps here so good back and forth but this is where they get another key piece of information as they're going through all of his stuff all of the mail and then sean finds a business card for a place that you know a single guy with an apartment really wouldn't need and he asks him the question like if you're a single guy living in an apartment what's one thing you definitely don't have a and horse Gus, i think says a horse <laughs> and then sean goes yard or garden we were looking for yard and garden um so that's a big key and that's one of those deductive things that i think me or you if we were flipping through his stuff would have been like ah fuck it like who gives yeah. a shit and then also on the back of this card there's the uh, you know rrll or <laughs> <laughs> um, which is another great running joke that they keep going back to. But, you know, Sean's like, let's check out this place because if you're a single guy you're not, and, and you live in an apartment, you're not going to have a lawn. So it is a big, like, prick up ear type of moment. Yeah. And I mean, I think between the two of us and anyone, you know, watching or listening, I mean, how many times you just grabbed a business card or someone's handed you a business card? You can open up your wallet and probably find a bunch of them. And, yeah, I never would have thought of it. So that was that was a really good, you know, piece of uh, sleuthing uh, there. So next scene, boom, they're at the uh, uh, the head of the garden center, and uh, what, what does Gus say? Where, where Sean goes, I'm eating a chalupa. It's like <laughs> you just eating, you see Sean eating a chalupa, which happens a lot uh, throughout the series, uh, but. Uh, Sean notices something else very interesting here. They're at a, uh, you know, an Agway type uh, place where it's just, you know, where you go to, you know, get lawn and gardening supplies and plants and yards of loam or dirt or whatever. Uh, but there's a bunch of like Lambos, you yep. know, parked here. There's some good cars. And so that, that piques Sean's interest a bit. Yeah, because why would they all be, you know, and it's definitely not what you would go to also pick up, you know, lawn supplies they're all wearing like dress pants and button down shirts definitely when you're not you know you're, you're not picking up some shrubs in that so again another key piece here and we also get one of those little psychic zoom ins with a little noise on the the lady in the car handing out the cards with a little um poker thing on her wrist yep. so that's another like okay here's definitely something so they go to snoop around and they can't figure out what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to go, where all these people are going. And then they kind of figure out it's a maze and that the RRLL or uh, on the back is directions to the maze. And then they kind of lead all the way down to the poker game. And again, we see this time and time again throughout the series. Gus kind of pulling Sean back and being like, just don't go in there, gangbusters. <laughs> and then we find out why they shouldn't. There's an underground poker game where a guy loses... A finger, which to me is fucking nuts. Like that yeah. is the most hardcore thing we've seen so far. Yeah, like I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a vicious thing. I mean, every any time like I've watched a gangster movie or a show or anything like that, I mean they'll do it quite often. You know, yeah. the Sopranos, they'll take the the hedge clippers and they'll take someone's finger up. I imagine. I, I just you look at your hand and go, that that's gotta fucking hurt, man. That, yeah. that can't oh that God. can't be pleasant at all. Like, okay, like you see, like Joe Pesci, you know, tune someone up with a golf club, and you, you know that's over the top, and you just kind of take it for what it is. But there's something very real. I don't know what it is. You, ah, you know, uh, it's a very visceral thing. Uh, but so we, Sean and Gus put it, you know, they, 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 they put it to, you know, the, oh, Brandon must have taken that, that money, you know, for poker. And this must be, you know, why he's in hiding or whatever because he, he he lost a lot of money and and this is where Gus you know sort of reveals to Sean that you know he's a bit of a poker player himself and he's got seven million dollars. <laughs> you have seven million dollars you failed to tell me about until right now. Yeah. It's not it's not real money, Sean. That, that's illegal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gus. Oh, oh, Gus. So we now go back to the office. You know, Henry and Bill is there. You know, Sean does another floppy psychic vision and uh, uh, you know he, he sees. He's, you know, trying to like, you know, he's doing this thing like chips, 
I potatoes, spuds. I smell chips. I, smell I also chips. love the chips, paunch, jug, yeah. striker, <laughs> cracker, poker, poker. <laughs> I hardly know her. Like the fact that he throws in paunch and chips, and then we get to his love of chips, I think. Um, and down the stretch comes murder where yep. he has to get home in time to see the TV show chips because it's the one where the, uh, the car jumps, the empty car carrier. One, yeah. And it's like, Sean, yeah. that happens in every episode. But like, that's like the little bit of writing. And you know, Steve Frank's either like loved chips as a kid, or he just thought it was the most ridiculous thing. Cause it's referenced kind of often in this show. Oh yeah. And it's a classic eighties, uh, you know, 80s thing that, you know, Sean always goes back to the well to and uh, it, but but the love of chips, that, that's <laughs> just, a, oh, just a little thing that's buried in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and I missed, I don't know, I missed that the first time. So that's, but yeah, they, they, they reference uh, chips a lot, but, you know, and it's funny because too, before he starts doing it, uh, you know, Shh, I need complete silence. Why do you need complete silence, Sean, if you can't hear? And this, you know, <laughs> <It's great. laughs> and then Bill's like, Henry, Henry, shut up, shut up. Let the let the kid do his thing. And, and then he's like, how do you, what what do poker chips smell like, Charlie? He said, butterflies. You know, it was just, I don't know. It was it was just a great scene. It was just, you know, the the jokes kind of come at you quick and it's funny. And the way he does it, he he pulls it off. Um, but you know, we get we get Bill here. He tells Sean that, oh, you know, the poker thing actually <laughs> makes sense, right? Because I've seen him, you know, at work when he's supposed to be working playing poker. And I think his, uh, you know, I think his uh, online poker name is, you know, Dumb Luck Two, mm-hmm. and uh, so that kind of that kind of piques their interest, and and so that scene ends, and we're back at the police station. Uh, I think probably my favorite scene of the show, favorite scene of the show, without question, and yeah. maybe uh, we could probably do this in our season breakdown when we have a guest on our two. Maybe one of the top scenes of the season, definitely in the top ten for me. And oh yeah, Lassie's mom is just perfectly cast. I mean, sometimes you know they they miss with a parent early on. Remember in Seinfeld, they had a shitty Morty Seinfeld. Early oh yeah, and a bad Frank Costanza. But I mean, I think this might be the only time she appears on camera in the series. But man, for that one spot, they crushed it. Oh, she's a she's an absolute firecracker, and she's exactly what like. What you would picture Lassie's mom to be just this old, grizzled, you know, no sass, you know, kind of woman. And so Juliet gets her number, uh, calls her up, and uh, she's like, Hi, this is you know, who is this? Uh, I'm I'm you know, Lassie's partner. Oh no, it's the call, it's the call. <laughs> it's the call. you know, she thinks her son's you know, her son's been shot. And she says, No, no, I'm her partner. And then she just says, straight, straight face, she goes, But you're a woman. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Fulfilling, Fulfilling a quota? quota? You're going to get my son killed? You know? <laughs> and, then, and then Jules just unfazed, keeps going. She's, well, I want to ask you a personal question. A personal question? You're not a cop. This is a scam. You want my social security number. This is one of those internet things, isn't it? Well, suck lemons, cookie puss. Oh, I my love God. that one. <laughs> Absolutely love that. <laughs> and she delivers a great suck lemons, yeah. cussy puss. You're getting yeah. nothing out of me. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's perfect and then so you know this is you know lassie's mom actually gives away uh what his nickname is oh right? booker booker <laughs> so, oh you're you're good right you're good and so yeah jules just let it slip while she's like what because his mom goes wow why are you asking me why don't you ask his wife and then juliet goes well i don't think that'd be appropriate they've been separated and then lassie's mom hangs up the phone she calls lassie and then juliet just sort of slinks out of the office and so and this it's a was, great soft exchange on the phone, yeah. like where you don't hear the mom, but he's just like, "What do you mean you want your wedding ring back?" And it's just a perfect, like little joke that they work in there, and that just shows how easy it can be once you set something up to have the payoff of, you know, what do you mean you want your wedding wedding ring back? And you know, Lassie, it, we really don't get much of him in this episode until the end there, so yeah. it's just like it's he's kind of like walking in on Juliet doing stuff. And you know he has a little part to play, but as per usual, anytime he's on the screen, he is dominating. Yeah, and and this is going to go to the season finale. I know I'm jumping the gun here. There's not a lot of Lassie in that episode either. It's a Jules, uh, have, but him and Goochberg. Oh, <laughs> I love Goochberg. That that, that you know, it, it's going to be between Lassie's mom and Goochberg for me. For you know, we get to like best scene of the season because that. 
Oh man, I watched. Does that she one call other. him Cookie Puss? She might call. She calls him something like that. She called him Gingerbread <laughs> Man. Uh, something. She she called. I mean, it's hilarious. So it's I, really I, where we start getting the overly descriptive stuff of Lassie too, because that becomes a running gag that's phenomenal when people oh. like. Uh, and I think in the episode that you love, the uh, and I love it too, the the one about the werewolf. Oh where, yeah ask him what did he look like and it's like mr bean in a summer stock production yeah. if it was played by tony randall and he's got like 19 descriptors and they're all still related to the way yeah. he looks it's hilarious or an american think- <laughs> <laughs> or like an american duo sign i cut you off when uh when uh, uh gina Gershon's character calls him straw man <laughs> yeah everything yeah. like it's so flat i think she calls him flat stanley at one point yeah. too or somebody calls him flat Stanley. it's just like the the way that they keep referencing his tall lankiness yeah. and even though even i think it's in the first yang one or the second yang one where uh mary lightly looks at him and goes he goes i'm all ears married he goes yeah you are yeah. <laughs> like the writing on this show i don't think it gets enough credit because it's just so casual and so every second there's a joke but it's not always like arrest development gets a lot of credit for being so well written yeah but this is just, it's, I think it's, it's not like as laugh out fun, laugh out loud funny, but it's just solidly entertaining throughout the whole thing. And th- this was a great, you know, they follow it up with the potato potato stuff and Sean acting all crazy. But then that like little scene of Jules is just a perfect display. It's probably one of her better scenes that she's had all season. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes this great. So uh, the show so great on rewatch is that you pick all these stuff, you know, you pick all these things up. Uh, you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, how many times you watch it. And every time you, you, you pick stuff up, like I missed the chips references. Other times <laughs> I've missed like subtle little jokes and I've seen these episodes, God knows how many times. And uh, it's absolutely tremendous. Uh, so we get, we go, uh, we, we're back uh, at the office here and Gus is playing some poker. Uh, and, and so Sean approaches him and uh, Sean and Gus is like, I, I remember that name. I remember dumb luck too. I've, I've been in games with him before. So Gus is and trying to, Yeah. So right, right, So Gus is actually trying to do some detective work of his own here by trying to see if he can uh, get into a same game with him again and try and glean some information. Um, and, and, and so Sean comes over and he, he takes a look at uh, uh, you know his uh, his online poker name, which I would imagine would be Friar's online poker name if he played poker, Big Kitty seventy five. <laughs> Uh, or 74 other big kitties. Yeah. yeah. 74 Sean. <laughs> yeah. So Sean's got an idea here uh, where he wants to try and lure Brandon in. And so he decides to do some catfishing, you know? Yes. Under, and, under- <laughs> yeah. Cause he finally logs on and the back and forth between Sean and Gus here is just dynamic. Like the way that they go back and forth, the players online, Sean, know that I play poker with, know that I'm a man. Yeah. So like he's all frantic and Sean's doing the most ridiculous thing ever nicknames him Felicia fancy bottom. So there's our yeah. nickname. Yeah. It's a ridiculous one. Obviously it says that he's a cheerleader and this is my favorite part. Maybe uh, the, the cookie puss stuff with the mom is great, but you know, he, he convinces him to like meet up on a date, like right away coffee. Where does a girl go in this town? And he's like, we should have him bring a flower. And he's like poinsettia. And Gus is like, that's a plant. Yeah. And then when they show up, He's got the fucking poinsettia. I think that, like, that little bit of comedy also, that stuff is hilarious in this episode. Yeah, and it's great, too, because it kind of shows you how desperate the character Brandon is. Because hmm? we're about to meet him for the first time. It's We're halfway through the episode. Uh, so we finally we finally get our, you know, we finally get to meet Brandon here. And he's just sitting there looking around. Uh, you know, he's got the, the poinsettia there on the on the table. And, and Sean and Gus sit down, and he's like, uh, scram, I'm... I'm I'm waiting for someone. And he goes, what, Felicia Fancy Bottom? <laughs> I'm Felicia. And yeah. he's Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, great. You know, that's, that's all the internet is. You think you're meeting a hot chick and it's just a dude. And in this yeah. case, it's Every a dude. girl on the internet it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm the lucky one where it ends up being too. Uh, so, you know, they, this is where, you know, Sean and Gus sort of tell him, you know, why they're there. Uh, they know about all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Uh, and he, he, he gets up to leave, uh, and, uh, you know, black car, you know, rolls up tinted windows. Out comes this, you know, uh, you know, douche looking dude, um, and breaks his nose and tells yep. him he's got until Monday, 
to to give him his money. So I can't remember what his name. I just called him Poker King. Burger. Uh, Burger, right? Because I think John, when he he threw all the cards, uh, you know, it's like, oh, the king, you know, that's, you know, whatever. But anyways, so now we get an introduction to another character. And so now we kind of get in the sense, okay, uh, Brandon's into this guy deep. And mm. that's why he's sort of been on the run. And and uh, and so, he, you know, and when Brandon's sort of talking to the guys, you know, about the situation, he goes, there's something fishy about this guy. I know I'm a better poker player than him, but I keep losing to him, you know, and he, he owes him all this money. And so Sean is actually a pretty – he's a pretty decent fellow here. And he's like, listen, just go talk to your dad. You know, this the only way out of this, you know, and – and this is uh, this is the one thing, the only thing that really bothered me with this episode because it was convenient. They they drive him to his dad's dealership, you know, so that he can go talk to his dad, but they don't go with him. They just drop him off and leave. And of course, surprise, surprise, you know, Brandon doesn't, um, uh, you know, go see his old man. Well, yeah, and to Sean's point, he even goes, you know, this kid should be a better poker player because that was a pretty good bluff. But I do mm. like the scene in the car where they try to hand him the shitty, I guess it would be like our generation's puka shell necklace, oh, a little yeah. turquoise piece of jewelry that's terrible. And Sean also slips in another great Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference oh, where he's right. like, I'm going to face him by myself. And he goes, very Cameron Fry of you. And I like, I know uh, that that movie gets some hate in the DSG from some certain people, but I think it's uh, what's his name's only really, truly great movie that and the cable guy, uh, why am I? Uh, his name's escaping me. Uh, yeah. Matthew well, Broderick, who right. um, <laughs> who thinks is a wet bag of mayonnaise, but <laughs> like the Cameron Fry quick reference, and he's like, "Jesus, how old are we?" Yeah, yeah, right. And so that was that was a, that was a great little moment. Yeah, with that with that reference there, and uh, so we we now that scene's ended, right? So we leave that thinking that Brandon's gonna go talk to his old man. Uh, Sean and Gus drive off, and we get another cut scene back at the station where Juliet is snooping through Lassie's desk, and she finds a little black book, right? Yep. And uh, so she's going through it. She sees all these names, and some of them have stars next to them. So she starts writing those down because she thinks those are uh, close friends. Now, I this is the only time I'll question Juliet's detective skills because she should know her partner enough to know that he does not have friends. Especially alone... many friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she, she's writing him down. Uh, he catches her, and she's like, oh, I'm just looking for gum. And he goes, why would I have gum? I'm allergic to mint. She's like, ha, something else now I know about you. And he's just like, uh, you know, okay. Um, so quick little scene. We flash forward to the next morning. Sean's looking disheveled. It's apparently very early in the morning. Uh, but Peterson and Henry had called Sean to the dealership, Uh and and and, and, and uh, Bill's got uh, some security footage, uh, so they were like, they're like, hey, good, you know, good, you know, psych work here. You you failed to find my son, and now he's you know broken into my safe and taking a shit ton of money. And John goes, no, I found him. He was supposed to come here. talk to you. Yeah. yeah, we brought him here. And so they were like, oh, okay. Uh, and but Bill wants to say, I said, I'm I'm going to the cops. And John um, talks him out of it. Yeah, it gives him one more chance and, you know, because he does believe that he should be able to beat Berger because he is a pretty good poker player. And then him and Gus figure out exactly where they're going to go because Gus, this is, again, Gus Flexness' knowledge of everything. Uh, he's an avid poker player and he knows that they're going to the casino. So then we get another over-the-top uh, <laughs> uh, scene of Sean describing exactly where Brandon is actually going to be. Yeah, I love this because so so – so, you know, Sean and Gus are watching uh, the security footage and uh, Sean goes, oh, he's going to go back to the lawn and garden center and, and challenge that guy. And Gus goes, no, actually, uh, there's a big tournament in town. No one's, <laughs> Everyone's going to be there because the winner will get an opportunity to play on the World Poker Tour. And so they take this information to uh, to, to Bill and, and, and Henry. And th th I, I love this thing because he goes, TP, TP, Terry Polo. TP, TP, TP with a chimney. Chimmy, chimichanga, shaka cod, shaka cod, shaka cod, chachanga, chachanga casino. And it was just the way he delivered it. It was so fast and it was great. And uh, and so Bill's like, oh, thank you. I'm, now I'm really going to the cops. And John goes, no, 
let's go to this casino. We got to stop him. We got to get to him first uh, because he's going to lose. He's going to lose big. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they go to the casino, they confront Brandon and, you know, it's kind of uh, not really a catch 22 situation, but he's already in the tournament. So he really can't back out or the money is actually going to be all gone. So he either has to play or they have to figure something out. And luckily, uh, pardon the pun here, but the ace in the hole is Sean and it's set up by the flashback earlier on that he's a guaranteed win. He's a psychic. He's going to win this. And again, we get Henry backing Sean here because Peterson asks Henry, hey, you think he can win? And he's like, yep. So Sean goes into it and him and Berger are at opposite tables. So it sets up the back and forth. But before we get to him and Berger, we get him squaring off against yeah. a couple of chumps. That is just beautiful. Oh, it's just hilarious. I don't. I, I, I tried to commit these to memory, but I can't. But him just going through and just, you know, you know, busting yeah, everyone's possibilities balls. on the table right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just he's just calling them all out. Like he knows their tells. He knows exactly what's in their hand. And one of the guys, you know, he says that he's a psychic. And one of the guy puts up a stake. I'm, I'm I'm not playing at this table. I'm not playing with a psychic. And John goes, <laughs> No, I looked in the rules. I went to pee. Uh, there's there was there was nothing about psychic, not even pterodactyl. Fun fact, pterodactyl, you know, who thought pterodactyl start with a P? You know, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. with the origami. You yeah. just proved me, you just bluffed to me to prove to me that you could bluff. And then yeah. he calls them all in. So yeah. he just he makes the whole table look like fools. And again, this show does a very good job of taking something that was going to be a long tournament, you know, that could play out for a few yeah. minutes over the show. They do it in about 90 seconds. He establishes his dominance. Kind of like I did in our poker game. Knock on wood, I can do it again. I was just catching cards. I was just catching cards that night. I was lucky. Um, so hopefully I can do it again because I want to buy the audio board. It's nothing but farts now for uh, for Dork. <laughs> but so flash forward to the final table because that's pretty much what they do. Sean Berger heads up playing, and I think we cut right to pretty much the all in by Berger. Yeah, yeah, this was great because they didn't they didn't like waste any time. You know, sometimes you know the endings, you know, the reveals can be a little uh, forced, but this was actually perfect. So, you know, you don't get any sense that you know you get the feeling up until this point, Sean hasn't lost a hand, right? And mm -hmm. uh, but he's sitting there, and you know, you know I think Berger, uh, you know, calls them all in, and he does this subtle little thing where he just sort of like as he does it, just cocky. He he takes his glasses off and he just sort of puts them on the table to kind of like. Clean of, you know, show Sean, right? Clean him off and kind of, you know, show Sean that, you know, he means business. And Sean actually happens to just glance down and through the lenses of his glasses, he can see that the cards, that his cards are marked with a, a sort of light green, like fingerprints. And uh, Sean realizes, he goes, holy shit, you know, the, the cards were marked, right, <laughs> with some sort of invisible ink. And he, 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 he processes it real quick. He has a psychic vision. And, and 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 what the big reveal is is that Berger is in cahoots with the dealer, the Who's dealer, the bracelet lady, yeah, the the bracelet lady. She has a uh, little nice little scrunchie, you know, a little hair tie in the back. It's a fetching tail. I think we can all agree it's a fetching tail. A fetching yeah. tail. It's silky. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's it's got the ink on it, sort of like uh, Clay Bulkholtz and his uh, bullfrog, uh, yep. you know, your suntan lotion or whatever. Um, and every time she touches it, it leaves a residue on her fingers, and she she marks the she marks the face cards. That's how he's been winning. So they've been that that's the big cheat that's happened. And Sean calls him out on it. Uh, you know, Burgers take it away. Sean's declared the winner. Um, so they give the money to Bill. Bill hands him seventy, uh, you know, uh, seven grand, seventy five clams. Yep. And uh, Sean and Gus are over the moon, absolutely mm -hmm. over the moon. Yeah, they're over the moon until Sean's like, you know. Buy a flat screen for the office, pay off the lump sum of our loans, yep. consolidate, blah, 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 all that stuff. You know, it's their most profitable case ever. But Sean's got the cash in hand, and he's like, what if we double up right now? Yeah. And yeah. he's talking about, uh, he like, Cozumel, Ibiza. Ibiza. I love it. And the, <laughs> it's Ibiza. Ibiza. I think this is one of Goo's favorite things. He loves it when they, you know, they go Ibiza, 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 <laughs> Cozumel, Ibiza, Ibiza, Ibiza. He says a couple of different times. Absolute I would, classic. I would, I would. I would go to uh, I would go to Aruba, but then you know uh, the what is it uh, rule number one of gambling, which Henry told him the number one rule of gambling is the house always wins. He says it's don't think rule yeah. number two, bet on black. That's right. And now we cut to the final final scene. Gus is livid. Sean just pissed away the the, the entire money, 
and uh, they meet Jules. There's the chief, and there's a whole bunch of people outside <laughs> of a house. Uh, Lassie shows up, gets out of his car, and the first thing he does is draw his gun. And everyone's like, "What the hell is going on?" Well, and- it's a great setup too because they're all kind of looking around, like, "Huh." It's kind of a weird crowd. I didn't know Lassie was into bikes. <laughs> right. And there's a bunch of like, you know, shady-ish looking characters. And then like the way he whips out of his gun and she's just like, oh, no, oh my gosh, Carlton, don't. And <laughs> the, the reveal that they're all people that he's arrested. And yeah. the starred people are multiple offenders. Yeah. You keep a black, you keep a book of all the people you've arrested? He's like, yeah, so I can go and check up on them. And then he's huffing and puffing towards the house. And uh, Jules is like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm packing my stuff. They know where I live now. Because yeah. right? <laughs> it's not like he's nice to these people. Right? No. I mean, he's arrested he's them. He's stalking and... them post yeah. post haste. Yeah. Oh, man. So we can get we can jump to the Thundercats over here and, and just sort of, oh, uh, and hit on some of our, our, our favorite moments. So, I mean, I think the Juliet Lassie stuff is perfect. Because in that, mm. you've got Lassie's mob. Mm. And that was an absolute scene stealer. Whammer of a of a of a little uh, scene there between Jules, the mom, and you know the back end tag with Lassie doing the. What do you mean you want your wedding ring back? Great character development, and you got more out of this episode from less of them. And sometimes more is less. Yep. And you know it was very minimal screen time for both, but you know they ended the 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 entire episode with a hilarious prank. Sean and Gus even running off because all of the people they probably helped arrested too at some point. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was great and it was you know over the past you know several episodes now we've been getting more and more and more out of jewels we've been getting more of that classic jewels that we like and we're going to get it in full force in the next uh, next episode which I, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that's that's probably it's definitely one of my favorites and, and we'll get into that but uh, I love the Juliet Lassie stuff I loved the scene at the end with Sean reading the people at the poker table yep uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Sean catfishing stuff too was great because you get a lot. Of, they know I'm a man, Sean. You know, and it's like that panic, frantic Gus. Like, oh, <laughs> what am I, a James Bond villain? Yeah, yeah, Felicia Fancy Bond. What am I? <laughs> so just that was a great scene. Um, we, you know, we get the don't be a, we get the nickname. Uh, did you know where the pineapple was in this episode? I don't. I'm assuming it was probably at uh, the the restaurant meetup. Yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, I read it. You know, it, it, th- these are the ones that don't count. We, the, the the pineapple thing was only really, I think, in one, maybe two episodes. But you know, someone had said it was uh, there was a pineapple on a cocktail, you know, yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas another episode we got it was a pineapple shirt or anything like that. Um, but the end of the show was was really great. I loved uh, the reveal. I loved the Sean, you know, gambling, you know, pissing all the money away, you know, the stuff at Lassie's house. Um, and I just loved Sean sticking it to Henry throughout the course of the episode with the over-the-top psychic vision stuff because as much as Henry needled the shit out of Sean in the beginning, he really – uh, you know, really gave it back to him tenfold in this episode. Oh, he did. And if you tell Sean not to do something, that's just an invitation for him to do it even more. But yeah. you also saw, saw Henry, you know, pay him homage kind of twice here, one in recommending him, and two in like, yeah, he's going to win this tournament. And, you know, you kind of saw that look of pride you did when he also realized he was beating all of his cop buddies back at station too. So, yeah. you know, they do a really nice job of building this relationship kind of, Beat by beat, I think, you know, next season we get into a little bit more of, you know, him and his mom and how he thinks that, you know, Henry's to blame for their relationship. And then in season three, we kind of get him really protective over the Yang stuff and, you know, go all the way to, I think, season six or seven where Henry gets shot finally. And, you know, by then, if it had happened earlier in the series, there might not have been enough invested in that relationship for Sean to go as AWOL as he does, but they do such a great job of building all these relationships with the right steps. So everything never feels rushed, never feels forced. And this was just like a slight little nod to, yeah, my son's this good at stuff, just with the the, the little poker nod there. Yeah, and it all pays off, you know, especially in the finale, right? Because the finale kind of gets you in the fields and you finally – you know, you you get that moment with with Sean and Henry, and 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 uh, you know, Sean's like, uh, "You've never helped me before," and Henry goes, "Well, you've never asked," and we've gotten mm-hmm. that a couple of times, but it really hit home in that in the the, the series finale. 
so all these little things we've talked about it, you know, time and time again, like they, they, they built these characters so well so that, you know, when there's a moment like that, it's meaningful and impactful versus just like feeling forced. Right. Uh, so that was, uh, that was great. So if we, we dive into the creamsicle here, I mean, I think without a doubt, Billy, we, we enjoyed this episode. Oh, absolutely. It was yeah. uh, it was a fun one all around. I had a great time with it. Um, it was one of the ones I probably didn't watch as much on rewatch, but I uh, will never skip this one again. Not that I skipped too many, but you know, a lot of good stuff. The Felicia Fancy Bottom, great, as we mentioned, Lassie and Juliet stuff. So uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to make the Mount Rushmore. might make a top 10. Obviously, there's only 15 yeah. episodes, so <laughs> it's going to be kind of hard not to with some of the clunkers they had early. Right. But, um, you know, we can get to the – come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come where on, the son. People, where can the people find us, Billy? Anywhere they want, really. I mean, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook at the hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse. In fact, if you check my Instagram at BillyD2411, I have a link tree. Like, I'm an IG model. But it has links to the merch. It has links to the pods. It has links to the Twitter, maybe, too. So I'll get all of them on that, and I'll post it to our uh, Twitter as well, so you can find everything there. But you can search us all on Twitter. He is back cracker everywhere on Twitch, on Twitter, on IG. We also have the I Heard It Both Ways uh, podcast on Instagram. And then check out all of our friends, all of the other podcasts. I believe Mac and Goo are doing their news dump right now. And then we have Dork. We have Change My Mind. We have PCP. We have TLDR. Yep. And uh, Davey and Shine be twitching. Davey and Shine be twitching. So follow us everywhere. And then next week, of course. It's the season finale, so uh, 15 episodes in, so that's about, what, solid almost four months, probably four months of doing this so far, Yeah, because uh, I think we took one week off when I was traveling, yep. so good way to wrap it up, Sherry Scary, Bianca's Toast, episode 15, uh, it's one of your favorites, it's definitely one of my favorites, especially from season one, So, and it's truly, I think, our first great Jules episode. Yeah, and not to get too crass here, but she looks good in that episode. And all those this other and the roller girls. derby ones. Oh, oh, yeah. big time, big time. And and I, I was think thinking that's, I was, the, that's my favorite Jules look is the roller derby. Yeah, Jules. that's a, that's a good one. This is up there though. Oh, and she and, and she and and, and oh, but also there's a good little moment in American Duels where she's got the outfit on, she's oh, teaching her to dance. That's right? you know what that might be it. Damn girl, like that's yeah. that's that might be the the peak Jules of the show. I still like the roller derby one. They use it. I think throughout the series, once it happens, oh, like yeah. little mean look when she's skating and all yep. of the opens. Yeah. So, uh, she—I mean, Maggie Lawson is just an all-time beauty, yeah. uh, and she's you know a lifetime star. Literally, she's in like every lifetime movie that's ever been made. <laughs> they even make reference to it in the show at one point. Uh, Jules would never be in a lifetime movie, uh, <laughs> but you know, phenomenal Jules episode, yep. and I think she uh, really flosses her uh, chops in that one. Yeah, so that'll be great. So next week will be the finale, and then the week after that, I think we're going to uh, try and do a little something special for you where we do a season one breakdown. Yeah, uh, We'll see if we can pin down a couple of guests to join us. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think I definitely and, know one or two people who will gladly jump in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think we got a few as well. So we'll we'll, we'll hammer that out. We'll, uh, we'll you know, we'll, we'll arrange that, and, and that will just be an hour of us, you know, just, just, just having a good time and uh, uh, keeping it loose and easy. So uh, until next week, Billy. Wait for it. Frank says hi.